0: hello friends and welcome to lead off talk a baseball podcast I'm Caitlin from crunch time with Caitlin and time of possession and I'll be joined by Gabe in just a few seconds in this episode we are talking about the top seven players at each positions these types of ranking episodes should be a lot of fun should be very entertaining a lot of fun discussions because There's going to be things that we agree with and disagree with. And overall, you know, who doesn't like ranking videos or ranking podcasts? So I hope you stick around and I hope you enjoy. And we are live, episode three, ranking the top seven players at each position. Gabe, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. So let's just jump right into it. We're going to start at catcher and uh, Gabe. I mean, catcher is probably the weakest position in the the MLB. Yes. I don't think that's really an argument. Um, There's like two to three really good ones. And then just a whole bunch of solid catchers. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Gabe, you want to give me your top? Yeah, just, just give me your top
1: seven. Just right up. Top, top seven? Yep. All right. Well, I think, I think I mean, not, we didn't really talk beforehand, but yep. I have JT, Real Muto number one. I feel yep. like that's the easy one to go off. I feel like if we don't have him. Something's wrong. Um, I have Grandel second. Yep, On the me White
0: too.
1: Sox. Me too. Uh, and then this is where it gets tricky for me, because I'll be honest, you said three to four, and right when I get to the first two, I go, everything goes downhill for me, mm-hmm. thinking-wise. I want Will Smith and the Dodgers.
0: He's my number four.
1: Four, okay. I want Wilson Contreras at four.
0: I don't – yeah, I mean, I have him like five to six. I don't know. Okay.
1: I have Salvi Perez at five, and he probably not even in top seven anymore Just I – he just does so much that I still think he's a top catcher for his team. Um, I have Sean Murphy at six. And the surprising one, I pushed in back was at seven from the Boston Red Sox. Last two years, he's arguably a top three catcher.
0: So, and I feel
1: like he gets no credit for it.
0: Yeah, he really doesn't because what he does defensively is just,
1: yeah, he's, he's top really, defensively really and good. hit, yeah, and hitting. Like, I feel like people don't, people, when you think about catchers, you don't think about him. Like, when I was doing research, I was like, holy shit, he's been really good the last two years. And I feel like I never hear about
0: him. So, I might be playing off a little bit from like, you know, not just last year, but The last few years, I have Sully as the number three catcher.
1: Okay, I know I respect that. I like that a lot.
0: And then I have Will Smith number four. Okay, Uh, five. See, like five to like ten. You could (laughs) easily change. You could easily change them all because, like, Will Smith, Cintura should be there. Um, like I have him. Like again, like he could be like like I said, five to ten. I have James McCann, finally, like an everyday shot. He was eight for me. Um, Travis Darnot from the Braves Mm -hmm. had a great year last year. And in the division, someone who kills the Indians, Mitch Garver. Defensively, he's awful, basically. But goddamn, to put up the stats offensively that he has just as a power hitter, yeah um at the With at it. catcher it's it's just so valuable that yeah it, it's just it's it's a weird position because it's not it's not it doesn't have like you know like you said it's uh, one and two everybody has the same it's right remuto and Grindel, but like you know three to ten three to twelve there's really not a lot of difference you know what i mean
1: no, I mean, that, but like how you said, with Garver, I like him a lot too. But like you have that Jeffries who backed him up last year, but almost, you look at it, almost got like the same playing time.
0: Exactly. So it's like
1: going to this year, I don't know who's, what's going on at the catcher position for them. I don't know if he's going to play a lot because he's a hitter, like you said, and he can't wait really DH because so they have Cruz and Cruz is, you don't take that bad out of the lineup. No. But then Jeffries plays great defense. It's like, what do you do? What, yeah. what do you do there? And he hits. Yeah.
0: He doesn't and hit as not- good as, yeah. And you're not going to put Mitch Garver at first because that's where you have Snow if you're the Twins. And you're yeah. not going to put Snow in left field. No. Good God. You know?
1: good <laughs> God. Yeah, if he can barely play first. You don't want to play left.
0: Yeah. So it's just – yeah, I just – I don't know. It's it's just weird because it, I feel like you're disrespecting, you know, like you said, Sean Murphy, a, a young up-and-coming player.
1: Yeah. I love his game. He had – like he, just, he made it for me just because I – I don't know. I just think he's going to be – I think he's going to be special.
0: And, but I also felt like I had to include James McCann because he just got paid. He's finally yeah. going to get his shot. And I don't know, maybe it's just him killing the Indians the last <laughs> handful of years. No, or I it's feel just it. Like, like, he just deserves to be somewhere on this list. You know, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe he's my, you know, kind of cusp guy. But then you have, like, you have, like, someone like Roberto Perez for the Indians where
1: – If it was defensively, he would be number one. If this was be, just pure defensively. Right. Yeah. But, but if he
0: but if he plays like he did in 2019, where he hits like 230 to but hits like 26 home runs, yeah. Well, then he's he's easily top seven.
1: Yeah, he's top five if he does that, in my opinion. Yeah, because how good he is defensively. If you get he can hit, I'm not kidding you when I say this. He can hit 200, and if he hits 25 home runs, 20 to 25 home runs with his defense, he's a top player for the Indians, and he's a top catcher in the league. Yep. Just because of his defense, the mm-hmm. problem with him is you can't rely on his bat. I mean, we saw last year, but also six games last year. I don't, I'm not putting too much into it.
0: And he was but, hurt I mean, like, yeah. basically right at the beginning of the year, too.
1: Yeah. And I mean, his backup was maybe the worst catcher in the history of baseball. So, you know, it's just, we hope.
0: Yeah. I hope. If, if, you're, <laughs> if you're an Indians fan, of, yeah, you know, who's, go ahead.
1: No, so I was going to say, who was your guy to watch if you had one? Because uh, each seven would do a guy to watch. Did you have one for a catcher?
0: Yeah, so I would probably say Murphy or McCann. Okay. Just for McC- like I said, McCann finally getting a shot. And then Murphy, you know, just being a young guy, you know, finally okay. getting a, a full-time opportunity in, in Oakland. Because, I mean, okay, you don't need to hit for a ton of power, but, like, man, playing in Oakland, you could definitely hit for a, a decent you know, just, like, if you hit it around 270, like, oof, Oakland could be right. a pretty damn good team.
1: Right. I had McCann at eight, so I'm going to put him as my guy to watch, too. And that's – I mean, like I said, it was super close to him making it. I just had – after seeing Vasquez stats, he had to go in the top seven. And another guy I like a lot, too, who got some playing time last year is Dalton Varshaw. I, I probably messed up that name, but he's a catcher for Arizona. Mm-hmm. Young guy. He debuted last year. He did not play well last year, but his stats are from the minors are good. And I think he – I think – but interesting fact, too, guess what other position he plays other than catcher? Which is something you don't see a lot.
0: Doesn't he play, like, corner outfield? Yeah, center. Yeah.
1: How many – you don't see that ever. Like, no. I mean, the only guy you can think of – I can think of is Tony Walters for Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who he plays. That, but he played, what, second and short?
0: Yeah, but and like he coming came up from the Indians. he Cleveland. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and then that was his secondary position when he was a catcher for them, was second or short.
0: Yeah, I mean, usually you think a catcher, you just think of slow. Just yeah, included, you think like a f- maybe a first off. baseman. Yeah. Yeah. But outfield, I think Jason Kendall did that for a little bit. He played in the outfield. Or Craig yeah, he was
1: Yeah, he was an outlier, that dude. And, yeah, and Bigel. But Kendall ran, what, a 4-2? <laughs> yeah,
0: It seemed like. And it's funny because, you know, we have, you know, what really kind of sparked this list was um, MLB Network's top ten. Yeah. each position. And someone we didn't even – mention Austin Nola is 6 on their board from from San Diego who was tra- who was traded from oh. the Mariners to San Diego uh at the yeah. deadline
1: yeah, and it's just man. like
0: it, it's 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 weird because like i said from 3 down man there's a whole lot of guys who you can make the argument
1: oh 100% he's that's why, yeah dude. that's
0: why i that's why when i picked 7 7 like, 10 is pretty easy because, you know, like, like we just said, you know, we could say, oh, well, here's, like, 10 guys. In. But seven right. to, like, have, like, three to five players just cut off.
1: Yeah, I it's tough. tough. I, I went
0: that's into a thing, this a was going to be
1: easy, and then I will get to five, and I couldn't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, first base.
1: Okay, you can go this time, and I'll tell you what I did definitely afterwards.
0: Okay, so first base, number one, Freddie Freeman. I think he's been the most consistent first baseman um, in the league for a long time now. And just one of the best pure hitters in baseball for the Atlanta Braves. Number two, Jose Abreu. I know you can make the argument Paul Goldschmidt, but Abreu coming off of an MVP season, um, I just, I think he was well-deserving. Three, Paul Goldschmidt. Four, see, this is where things get weird. Luke Voigt. I think okay. he's just gonna have a monster year for New York, and it's just scary that maybe the Yankees could be back <laughs> yeah um five now this guy plays like a whole bunch of positions, but Max Muncie, I think is just super underrated. oh yeah, one of my favorite players in baseball mm-hmm. um can hit close to forty home runs, can play first, second, third, if need be it's it's pretty incredible that yeah at one point they had a log jam at first base with belly and muncie and they were playing muncie at second and then they had belly at first and they're like you know what we're wasting your fielding at at first base so you put belly in right then they get <laughs> then they get the mookie and then they put him in center and it's like but muncie finally locking down first base uh for the dodgers just um. I just love him. He's just one of my players. Oh, yeah. Um bounce back year for Pete Alonzo at six. Okay. And probably the best offensive first baseman in the league can hit for a ton of pop for the Oakland A's Matt Olson at number seven. Oh, okay.
1: All right. I like it. Okay. I like it a lot actually. So our top three are the same. I have okay. a Brayu, I mean I'm Freeman Abreu Goldsmith. Uh, At four, I have Pete Alonzo. And then at five, I have Muncie, so just like you. Mm -hmm. And at six, I have Luke. So, technically, if we just switch four and six, I mean, you have the same. Mm -hmm. And then at seven was difficult because I wanted to put Olsen in there, but I put in the guy who's Mr. Consistency in my eyes at first base, other than Freddie Freeman, and that's Anthony Rizzo. And I can't tell you why I put him there, to be honest with you, but I just like the way he plays, and I I think he's a top – I think he does everything you want him to do, and he's a leader. I feel like that is something that doesn't get talked about enough in that clubhouse.
0: Especially with, like, the weird transition the Cubs are going through this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't understand that. And then, like, the reason I had Pete at four and Luke at six is solely off the fact that I hate the Yankees. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you that's not true, but it is, but. I, I, I assume just like Pete Sweeney and I like the power he – but Luke is ah, – that's it, it, tough for me because Luke has so much power too. Yeah, I think four. Yeah, Pete at four, Luke at six. But, like, any time during this year, that could change. You know what I mean? But, yeah, to start out, I have – yeah, I like my list. But we had really similar lists And actually, we only had one guy there that was different.
0: Yeah. and really, I mean – Again, Anthony Rizzo, he's just as good. I mean, it was tough to not put him on the list. The only guy I thought about bouncing was was Peter Alonso, because yeah. of like you know he only had one year of, you know, his crazy rookie year where he hit what fifty two home runs.
1: Yeah, he just that that year right there just made me like believe in him. So I think that like I said, last year is kind of an anomaly to me. Like I don't think about it that much just because of what happened, everything that I was going through. So. I'm hoping he can bounce back, and I have faith in them, obviously, on my list, but I hope.
0: So, who are some of the guys that just didn't make the ear cut?
1: So, it's not like really, this one wasn't really made my cut, but it's, it's – okay, so this is my homer, it might be. So, okay. I said whoever plays first base for Cleveland. Okay. Except for Jake Bowers. So, hear me out. <laughs> if, if it's Naylor, I think you saw what he could do in the playoffs last year. If he's cons- not, he doesn't, obviously, you're not going to go five for five of a game, but I think he showed his potential right there. And he plays the defense that I've been hearing that he can play. And the other guy is Bobby Bradley. I think if he gets consistent at bats, he can hit 40 to 45 home runs easily. And if he, obviously, the average needs to be there, but I, that's my guys to watch For at first base. I think whoever plays first base, except for Bowers, I have no faith in that man. And I hope he proves me wrong because I think he's going to make the open day roster. But that's for another day. But yeah, that's that's my guys to watch. What about you?
0: So, I love the idea of Bobby Bradley being like the guy at first base for the Indians. And you know what's funny? Because I I almost had him written down as my guy to watch, <laughs> but I felt like it would be too homerish.
1: <laughs>
0: but there is a lot of really good first basemen and a lot of really young first basemen. Oh, oh yeah. Um. You look at the Orioles with um, Ryan uh, Mountcastle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you look at uh, the guy from the Angels, uh, Jared. Um, oh my God! I just blanked on his name. Jared for oh, the Angels. Yeah. Jared,
1: oh, I know what you're talking about too. I can't think. Of his...
0: I can't think of his name. But, <laughs> I mean, to, to kind of hit six or seven in that lineup. When you already have Trout, you already have Otani at DH. Right. You already have Anthony Rendon. Um, you know, there's just there's, – Jared Walsh. You, yeah, Jared Walsh. Uh, Vladdy Jr., you know. Yeah. I mean, how do you not count, count him out with that stack lineup that the Jays uh, yeah. have? Yeah. At first base. And he um, lost all that weight. Yeah. Looking better. And, and maybe we've seen the resurgence of Eric Hosmer for yeah. the for the uh for the Padres now that he isn't like the main offensive threat i mean he's literally like their sixth best hitter and he's their third highest paid <laughs> player
1: yeah that's that, that that whole infield getting paid is insane but yeah
0: and then you know some of the guys the, the two guys that we didn't even mention uh Reese Hoskins from the Phillies always really good yep always a guy who like we said can hit 35 to 40 home runs um, and number 10 on MOB Net- MLB Network's list, former Clevelandian Carlos Santana for the Kansas City Royals.
1: Yeah, I won. I, I I just couldn't do it just as his off year last year. But you know, I love Santana.
0: Yeah, I think everybody loves Santana. If you're- yeah, he does
1: everything. He gets on base, he just, and he's starting to hit for pop now, the older he gets.
0: Yeah, and he plays yeah. really good defense. I mean, he's really, yeah, good, underrated really, really defense. Good, um, second or a first baseman yes it really is underrated i mean he was i mean he was second in gold glove a couple years ago
1: yeah i think i mean honestly i think he's safe i mean i i'm not saying Frankie's he's not i mean frankie is amazing at defense at oh sorry francisco i understand he's <laughs> not even called frank anymore um but um i mean they had like a good thing where like francisco would throw a ball in the dirt like where he could pick a spot and Santana never missed it. He got it all the time. Like it wasn't even, like a problem. You just yep. knew Santana was going to get it, and that's how you know you have a good first baseman. You just know.
0: So second base, second base is weird. Yeah, because it's... it there's like <laughs> I don't know. There's like one notable name who was really good. I think our, our number one DJ LeMahieu, right? That's yes,
1: hundred percent. Yep.
0: But it's after like, that. But yeah, guys like. Jose Altuve aren't what they once were. Yeah. So he was number seven on my list.
1: He's seven for me.
0: <laughs> okay, number two, Brandon Lau from the Rays.
1: <laughs> yes, the same.
0: Three, uh, Jeff McNeil.
1: Oh, I have Ozzy.
0: See, here's the thing: Ozzy's like my odd man out. Oh, really? Yeah. He's no, he's, he's said- a he's a young guy to look forward to
1: okay all right. I and I see know that.
0: and I know that sounds crazy but no
1: honestly it doesn't he I mean I, I literally sat second base and we we talked about this we didn't tell who we had but I sat second base for like a good 30 minutes just looking at the names going through mm-hmm. stats like who the hell is second who, who yeah you know I mean when you're struggling through second you're like then everything doesn't like fall through for me so I kind of went off like potential what they could be and all of that cause I don't there's no really proving good second baseman anymore after Lamehu. yeah
0: Four, Catal Marte, if he okay. ends up going back to second base. Yep. Five, here's my here's my surprise. Donovan Solano from oh. the Giants.
1: Yeah. Okay, I can see it.
0: And then six, this is my kind of potential guy that i kind of Kevin Vigio.
1: Okay. I like that.
0: But it's weird because you have McNeil who could play multiple positions. You have Vigio who could play multiple positions. And Marte who could mm-hmm. play
1: multiple positions. Yeah, that's true. Very true. So, so I went – I have – we had the first, same first two, and we had the same seven in Jose. But then my three is Ozzy, like we said. I have Jeff McNeil at four, Marte at five, and I have Jake Conanworth at six after his good year last year at San Diego. And I think he's going to get better because they can hide him in that lineup, in my opinion. And you don't have to worry about him. Like, I do have to worry about him, but, like, no one's. I guess no pitchers worried about him in that lineup. And he could just sneaky RBI guy for them. Yeah. And, and that's the other
0: thing. He's another guy who can play multiple positions too, which yeah. is just crazy. And right. Oh, yeah. is being crazy. <laughs> <That's
1: fine. laughs> and then it's funny because my guy to watch, we talked about him last podcast. No, two podcasts ago. Number one was is the Kim from San Diego who could take Jake's spot at number six, that, which is funny. But I still, like I told you, that Hoso Kim I, I he's his his stats in the Korean League were so good. I understand Korean League is so much different than but he's still young. He plays great defense. I, I just can't get over San Diego's infield. Just if you love baseball, San Diego's infield is something that everybody should love.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right about Kim. Um it just it's just crazy that like I said, there's just so many players at second base that are so versatile. And I mean like I lo- I like Cronenworth a lot. But it's also like is he going to end up in the outfield somewhere? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it I it's mean, crazy you have, you have Kim, right, who we all expect to get some playing time. You have Cronenworth kind of penciled in at second base um for the Padres. Mm-hmm. They have Trent Grisham in, in center. They have they still have Tommy Pham in left. Yep. Um Will Myers is still in right. I believe
1: that's so, how I checked, yes.
0: So, it's like, could they potentially get screwed without having a um a DH? Oh my yeah,
1: God. I mean, I think, honestly, I think everything gets screwed not having DH in this day and age. But, I right. mean, that's just me hating baseball for not uh, – just, it just makes no sense to me.
0: And, you know – Kind of my guys to look out for. Obviously, Cronenworth. Obviously, Ozzie Albies because he wasn't even on my list. But he was literally – I mean, they were literally seven and eight. Um, yeah,
1: okay. feel it.
0: Weirdly enough, we didn't even mention AL doubles leader, <laughs> Cesar Hernandez. But, my I mean, guy. he's just a really solid second baseman too.
1: Yeah, consistent too.
0: Yeah, consistent. Will hit around 280. You know, a really good leadoff hitter. Um, yep. It's, it's, it's crazy because it's, it th- God, these these ended up being way harder than I thought it was going to be, which is weird because <laughs> these listing, like lists are pretty, I mean, I don't want to say they're easy, but they're pretty straightforward. But like, like you said, some of these, I literally looked and I was like, what, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, what do you factor in? Like, they're past? Right. like. Was last year an anomaly for some players, but not others?
1: Oh, uh, no, yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. It was tough. It was very tough going through because, like you said, it's like, do you just go straight off potential and that's it? Do you go off of what they've done in the past? Like, Jose Atuve, for example, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Last year, awful.
0: Yeah.
1: Awful, but it's like, do we just forget about the five years before that?
0: Right. Even if and, they were yeah.
1: cheating? Yeah even, yeah, even though they were banging the drum? Or, sorry. Yeah, I mean, tri- even. Yeah. Or
0: yeah, or the trash can? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, it, it,
0: he was still playing at a super high level a couple years before that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, yeah, it's tough. Shortstop. Now this, oh my god, this position is There's
1: so much there's talent. There's
0: so much talent at shortstop. Um
1: It's ridiculous.
0: I'll I'll let you go first.
1: Okay. All right. So, I went with so, I went Tatis Jr. at number one. Okay. I went Lindor at two. And I hate putting him there. But like I said, you can't, I, I can't forget about the four years he had before last year. And he still has the, mo- the highest war of any shortstop last, what, four or five years, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And I hate putting him there. I have Trevor Story at three. I have Bogarts at four. I have Trey Turner at five. Seeger at six. And Javi Baez at seven.
0: All right. Ours are really similar. Oh, okay. You may be nervous. Up. A little mixed up. <laughs> I don't okay. even have Javi Baez in my top seven.
1: Okay. That's that's fair.
0: Number There's a one, lot of good shortstops. Trevor Story.
1: Okay. I like it. I
0: think defensively, uh, I mean, he is a five-tool player. Contact, power, speed, defense you know, he's just so good. And it's a shame that I feel like he's going to get the Lindor treatment that we've been seeing now, that like, all these national medias are hyping up Lindor, now that he's with New York. Oh, yeah. That Trevor Story's going to get that wherever he goes.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He should have been getting it for five years now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, remember when he he was brought up, and he hit like, 12 home runs and like Three weeks.
1: Yeah, dude, he was insane.
0: He was yeah. insane.
1: Yeah, and like you said, he plays great defense, and nobody talks about his defense. No. When you hear about Trevor Story, yeah, he has really good power. It's like, no, he does so much more than just hit for power. Yeah. So much more.
0: Power, contact, I mean, he could steal bases. He, I mean, he's just so good. And so good. To think that the Rockies wasted having him, having DJ LeMahieu, having Nolan Arenado. Having prime Charlie Blackman, having yeah. re- still really really good cargo. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it just it, it kind of makes me sick. Just David no, Dog. Uh, oh my God, yeah. It just makes me sick. Yeah, but Travis David Dog in
1: release still makes me sick.
0: Yeah, and then he to Texas for $2, yeah million.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, oh, baseball oh, doesn't man. make sense to me
0: sometimes. It does not, so. especially this year with like the COVID stuff, and we talked about it. In episode one, um, greatest
1: excuse of all time.
0: Yeah, the greatest excuse to just <laughs> completely tank. Right. And it just—it just—it's just so sickening. Uh, number yeah. two, Tatis. Okay. Um, I think just what he brings, again, feel again. I mean, he is—he's what Trevor Story is.
1: Yeah, just and, a younger, flashier version.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Number three, Lindor. I still can't, okay. you know. As much as I'm very annoyed by him, um, <laughs> yeah. he's still one of the best shortstops. Uh, switch hitter, can hit for power. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he fixes his swing to kind of get the average back up. In yeah. He got kind of long 70. last year. I mean, he got long the last two, three two,
1: years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's been – yeah.
0: Um, But defensively, you know what you're going to get from him. He's mm-hmm. just an elite defender. Um, And honestly – I mean, outside. Of, I mean, when he was in Cleveland, beloved, super marketable. There's, there's just. I mean, I can't. It's hard to say bad things about Frankie Lindor, but then he. It's also like he's kind of bringing it up, bringing it upon himself, with the whole "I didn't really care last year" or "I didn't hit the you know weight rooms enough," or right. "I took a nap during Game seven. Of the <laughs> yeah, days. yeah. That's
1: it's fun. not even the fact that he took a nap because it's not the fact – it's the fact he said I took a nap if I was older, we would have yeah. won. Like, that's – like, I don't like that excuse. Yeah, I know. Like, I game. feel like younger younger me – like, maybe it's just me, but I feel like when I was, like – obviously, it's different because I stopped playing baseball in high school, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was, like, so amped to get any – you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the older I get, the more tired I get. I don't know. Maybe – I guess like, I don't understand it, but, yeah. When he said the younger him, if I was older, we would have won. Like, don't say that shit. Especially
0: when you did nothing in the playoffs every single yeah, time except Yeah, after. except for getting everybody – I mean, you hit uh, the Grand Slam against the Yankees. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, his average was atrocious. His, yeah. I mean, his average with runners on runners in scoring position has always been bad. Mm-hmm. It's never been good. Um,
1: the best thing he did was get every free taco bell. Yeah. Or free taco. Yeah.
0: yeah. And at that point it's like we lost, so can you
1: really <laughs> yeah. enjoy it? I mean we, <laughs> Right. Talk about enjoying I'm, gonna, him. I'm gonna cry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so four Trey Turner. God, okay. I love Trey Turner, but I I'm know also a Nets fan. I
1: thought I thought Turner would be like top three for you, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah,
0: I mean I mean who I mean am I am I gonna be a homer and replace <laughs> him Lindor or him with Tachi? If you did I, it, I would I
1: couldn't. I would have accepted he
0: did okay, that's true I mean <laughs> wait, just wait until we talk about right field okay. um, <laughs> but Trey Turner, I mean I just love him he's just oh, yeah. he's so good, and i man, I mean coming up he was he played center field, he played second base, but you know just he is just a top level shortstop and can hit for power a little bit of power now is a threat every time he's on yeah. every time he's on first base. Mm-hmm. He's a threat to, sleep and plays good defense. And plays excellent defense. So enough. I can't say enough about enough good things about him. Uh, number five, Corey Seager, coming off of the, you know, the World Series MVP. Um, it's kind of hard to to disrespect him like that and not put him in the top five. Um, we, I mean, and really, if it weren't for injuries, I think he'd always be top five with for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. The only reason
1: he's six for me is because of injuries, and yeah, I mean, I think like you said, you saw what he could do in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and he's just again, he's just so consistent. He he's not like one of the. He's kind of like Lindor, where the like defensively he's good. I mean, obviously Lindor is better than Corey Seager, but he's he's solid defensively, has a killer bat, can hit for can hit for way better average. Than Lindor. Yeah. Um, but the same amount of pop, I mean, is a threat to hit 33 home runs every year, I think. And mm-hmm. I mean, just think of that Dodgers lineup. How do you pitch to any one of those guys?
1: Dude, it's, yeah. Them and the Padres both. It,
0: and they're yeah. in the same division.
1: Yeah, I know. The, that's the thing that like bothers me the most is that one of those teams, if everything goes right, is going to be a wild card team. And yep. that blows my mind.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, <laughs> we could literally have the Dodgers winning, like, 100 games and the Padres winning, like, 96.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, Easy. And
0: all, and all because that the rest of that division, the Giants, not that good. And, and we'll go through each division um, when we get closer to, uh, you know, opening day. Right. But, but the Giants, I mean, I like them overall. I mean, I think they're like a solid team. It just sucks that like they play in that division. So Mm -hmm. they're going to be be worse than they are. Diamondbacks, (laughs) what are they doing?
1: Yeah, no one knows.
0: And then the Rockies, I mean, yeah. we talked. Yeah, the
1: Rockies gave up.
0: Uh, Six, Xander Bogarts. He's so good offensively, but defensively he is just oof. Yeah. And I think at shortstop you have to factor in all those things and which is why he's six but if he was just like in uh above if he was just like Corey seager level level defense he's probably third or fourth yeah which i think is what you had him right you had him I have him,
1: at, I have him at four just because the, the, how consistent he is with his bat it, and i feel like when you talk about short stops, i feel like he doesn't get enough credit right so that's why i had my top four
0: and then my number seven boba shed
1: okay I, like I think,
0: that. man. I think he could be, but it's like, is he even going to play short? Are they going to move him to second? Ooh, right or third? He, or third when they just signed um, Marcus Simeon, like we talked yeah. about uh, in episode one.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but as of right now, Bo Bichette is my number seven. seven. I mean, I think he could be, you know, one of those guys to, you know, look out for. Did, yeah, he's my
1: guy show. to watch. And the only reason he's not in my top seven right now is just because I want to see one more year of it, and I want to know if make sure he plays short the whole year. Because I think there's, like you said, there's a chance that he could go to second or Simeon go to short. Or, and they have Vigio who go to third. You know what I mean? There's so many things that can do with that offense that I don't know if his position is short yet. But like I said, he's so good and so close that he could easily hope, overtakes If he plays a good first half, he overtakes Javi Baez. at seven for me. And it's
0: like, look, it, it's just short, shortstop is so deep. Because you're literally disrespecting Carlos Correa, who's been one of the best shortstops in the league since he's been brought up. Right. Tim Anderson is, like, one of the best hitters. I love
1: Tim Anderson. And
0: I I love him, too. And, you know, maybe he should be seven instead of Bobachette, you know, thinking about it now. Because it just feels so disrespectful to not have Tim Anderson on a top, top list.
1: Right. And the swag he plays with is just oh my God. Undoubtedly. He's just yeah, so, yeah. Much His, He's so much fun. He's everything that I want baseball to be.
0: 1,000%. Him him, Tatis. Tatis. Yes,
1: exactly. Yes. Yep.
0: Him, Tatis, one soda with, like, the, you know, the, uh, the little Shoto shuffle. little shake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Soto shuffle. shuffle. Yeah. I mean, you just, oh, my God.
1: I'm here for it all. I want all of it. I want the bat flips. Like, we talk, we're going to talk about this in one of the episodes coming up, but, like, we talk about, let the kids play. I'm all yeah. about it. 1,000%.
0: But you know what? Let me switch mine. I mean, Tim Anderson, he's got to be, be seven.
1: Okay. All right. I feel it. So.
0: Okay. Um, third base. Third base. I'll let you go first because I okay. don't know who you have at number one.
1: <laughs> yep. Number one is the best third baseman in baseball, and that's Jose Ramirez. And I will die on that hill. So, if anyone wants to come at me, tweet me. We can talk about it. He's okay. the number one third baseman in baseball.
0: So, okay. He's Just consistent so, every yeah. season. He plays great
1: you. defense, and nobody talks about it. Great defense. He hits for average. He hits for power. He leads the Indians. When Frankie Lindor did nothing this year, sorry, Francisco Lindor, you know, fuck it. Frankie Lindor did nothing this year. Who was there doing everything? Jose. He led the team. This, this dude, two years ago, broke a bone in his hand. Came back two weeks later, first day back, hit a home run. With a broken hand still. It never got, it got fixed, but came back early. He's the best for baseman in baseball. Every year, and he's paid, and he's not even paid good. Uh, that's for a different day. But best of baseball, baseball just goes about it every day. Leads the Indians. This might be the only offense this year. Who knows? I hope not. He's just best of baseball. And like I said, if you want to come at me, we can talk about it. We can tweet tweet me my ads. Yanes gave thirteen. We'll talk about it. Come at me. I'm all. I'm here. And then you want me to get my whole top seven right now? Yeah. 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 Okay, number two, I have Nolan Arenado. Uh, love that dude. Only reason he's two is I want to see how great he plays outside of course. I think he can. I think he's like a DJ LeMahieu. but like I said, I think Jose's number one. So, I have Nolan two. I have Anthony Redone three. I hate to put this guy in my top seven, but I have to, and that's Alex Bregman. He's at four for me. I have Matt Chapman at five. I don't think there's a better defensive third baseman in baseball. He just needs to be more consistent with the bat. I have Manny Machado at six. Uh, I have the Briner rain, Josh Donaldson at seven, and my guy to watch is Juan Mercado, and because because I feel like he has everything to get there, I think he's not there yet. So that is my top.
0: So, okay, number one, I have Nolan Arenado.
1: Okay. I just. Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's fine. I I, I get
0: I understand it. I, I'm sorry, but it's just like <laughs> it's Nolan Arenado. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. Yeah, I I feel it. Like and I said, I'll die on the hill. I think. Def- what he brings defensively, I mean, unless him just playing at cores is just this giant anomaly, which his splits say it kind of is.
1: Yeah, but I think it's kind of
0: bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. No, yeah. Um, I just yeah, I can't, I can't put, I can't not put Nolan Aronauta at one, but number okay. two, I have J Ram, and I mean okay. it's it's a it's a close for the same reason you said. I mean, switch hitter, cons, I mean, consistent. Once he figured out that, like, hey, let's just hit the ball hard instead of just trying to take it the other way and beat the shift. Yeah. Which really screwed him up for a year. I mean, he's been the Indians' most valuable player since
1: 2016. Yes.
0: 100%. And if need be, he could play second base if you wanted him to. Mm He could play left field. He could play
1: short if you need him to. Yeah. I think that, yeah.
0: And it's weird that like they kick, they keep him at third. I I always f- felt like it was weird. I always felt like eventually they were going to move him to second. But um, and I mean they kind of did when they got Josh Donaldson. And yeah, moved him to second. But yeah, I I, I can't say enough yeah. good things about Jairus. Yeah, I, I think,
1: think we're on that on that um, note. If you don't mind, I think one of the reasons they kept him at third too is because he start he. I mean. He's every year his power nerves have gotten better and better. Mm-hmm. And with the way he plays third, the defense is good. You know and I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put him there because, like, you're not losing. It. I feel like you think about third base you think about a defense. I mean, not defense, a uh, hitter, a power yeah. hitter. And that's what he does. And I mean, if you have that second, it's even better. But I mean, we have AL double leaders. So you don't need him there. But yeah,
0: that's very true. <laughs> Number three, Anthony Rendon. Okay. He's a Nats fan. I love him also. He's yes. so good. Um, it's weird that, the, like we talked, I think we mentioned it in episode one, how the Angels just are – I mean, they're trying. They're trying to build around Mike Trout. But it's like you can have all these hitters, but if you don't have pitching, it kind of, it's, it's kind of irrelevant. It doesn't
1: – yeah, yeah. Those, when you, you can score 10 runs, but you give up 14, it doesn't really help you.
0: Yeah. And, but Anthony Rendon, one of my favorite players in the league. Um, number four, May Machado. I think the resurgence he had last year with the Padres, I mean, it's just, he's just, he's very polarizing because there's a lot of teams that hate him. (laughs) There's a lot of team. There's a lot of fan bases that hate him. I mean, I mean, average hates Manny Machado and it's hilarious.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, yeah. I love, love. I like Machano. I, I like. I, I like him a lot. Too. I like anybody who at brings attitude and like. I, and I don't know. Like I like the shit talking and getting mad at people. Like maybe he does go overboard sometimes, but I don't know. I'm here for it.
0: Uh, number five, Alex Bregman. Okay. I think. I mean, he's the best player on the Astros right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. Again, it. I, as much as I don't like him and I don't like the Astros, I still have to respect what he does and what he brings to that team. Right. Uh, six Matt Chapman, basically for the same reason, best defensive third baseman in the league. Um, But the bet is still a little too inconsistent for me to have him mm-hmm. top five. But if he can just hit I – mean, if he hit 270, hit 30-something home runs and play premier defense at third base in a very tough – Place to play in Oakland. Yes, out of ground like he does. Um, I mean, it's crazy to think that Oakland of all the teams has the best corner infield.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) and Matt Chapman.
1: Yeah, I I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right.
0: And then for seven, I I was kind of going back and forth because I had Josh Donaldson because I think he's going to have a a pretty good bounce back year. Um. I have Justin Turner because he's just so he's very consistent.
1: Yeah, Mr. consistent, the opener like third.
0: Um and but I love I love your name of your Machado as you know that guy to watch. But it's like do you do you rank Gio Urshela like there over jo- Justin Turner? Do you hang your sword who can hit 50 bombs Especially right. playing in Cincinnati? Like, where do you factor that in to things? It's tough, man. Third base yeah, is just I think, as tough as shortstop.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the third base is tough when you get to seven. And that's honestly – I think, like, we have the – I think the top six are there no matter how you want to shuffle them. But I think, like, seven through ten, there's, like, like you said, there's, like, four or five guys that you could put in the seven through ten category, so, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, left field
1: left field. Okay, left field. you want to go first?
0: Yeah, so left field's weird for me because there are a lot of guys who might be playing DH. Like, Eloy Jimenez is number four. but he He's be, four for me. But he could be playing DH for the White Sox. So it's like, how do you factor that in? Right. Um, no, I agree. Christian Yelich, number one. I think that's, I mean, everybody knows that. And especially with Juan Soto going to right field full-time with the Nationals signing Kyle Schwarber, um, yeah, Yelich number one left field, Brantley mm-hmm. number two for left field. Oh. Okay, I love him. He's my favorite player, and he will probably always be my favorite player until he retires. His swing is just so good. Yeah, he can hit. I mean, twenty home runs hit like three thirty. Hit like close to fifty doubles. <laughs> Now, if he, can he stay healthy? That's always a question. He's getting up there in age, um, but playing in a very hitter-friendly ballpark in Houston, playing left field in Houston isn't that crazy with the Crawford boxes. Um, I just, I, I, yeah. Michael Bradley number two. Ozuna is number three. I, why is it weird that I'm just like not on the Ozuna high train?
1: It is weird because he's number one for me.
0: He's number one. Wow. Okay. I, I will <laughs> tell t- t- you, you could explain that. Um, so he's number three. So, like, there's just a lot of weird left fielders. Like, at number five, can I put Randy or Rosarena?
1: That's who my five is.
0: Okay. This is. Yeah. We didn't we didn't talk about left. We no, didn't we didn't. We, no, yeah. I it's, literally it's have difficult. Randy A question mark at number
1: five. <laughs> that's, that's literally funny. what I have. <laughs> yeah, he's five for me. I mean, you can't look over what he did in the playoffs. No, you can't. You can't look over at all. And like I was looking at the roster, and I feel like he's playing left. Yeah. If everybody comes back the way they should. That's why I, yeah, I have yeah. He's five for me because there's no way the he playoff. doesn't
0: play at least, right? There's yeah, no, no way. No, you don't play. think
1: it is Tampa Bay. They're all weird, but That's you very feel like he, he gets the you feel like he at least gets the first five games in Bay. like you know what? Let's put somebody else there to try out. Yeah,
0: but yeah, because he's not gonna play center because you have Kiermeyer and in Rancho, right field you have Austin awesome Meadow.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he's got to play left, and he's a he. Like I said, you can't look over what he did in the playoffs. It was truly amazing. That was his coming out party.
0: So. For number six, six is weird too because I don't know who's gonna play left field for them. Is it Jesse Winker? Is it Nick Castellanos? I don't know, but whoever's playing left field for the Reds, either one, either one of those guys, okay. um, I think, I think deserves because I, I like Winker a lot, and I think he's, but it's like, is he even gonna play every day? So is that could that right. be Castellanos? Is he gonna play left field? It's yeah, like the they Reds. have a they have a ton of corn like they have a ton of corner outfielders. Mhm. They, they have Cassianos, they have Winker. they signed the one guy last year from Japan or something who Yo, doesn't, doesn't even play or something cor- like that. Yeah, he's a corner outfield. Yeah. And you know the in and, and in center field they ha- they I guess they're keeping Nick, Nick uh, Sanzel in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so maybe I don't know, maybe he's like my guy. To, Winker's my my guy to watch. Um, okay. Dominic Smith for the Mets. I'm a big fan of him. I think you have him at seven. Right. Well, you know, I might have him at six. Winking okay, might be him my seven. my question guy, and then Mark Hanna. I think okay.
1: Mark Hanna does not get the respect he deserves. No, he, does he did not. not make my list, but like looking over him, he he is a really good ball player that does not get talked about enough.
0: Nope.
1: So so for me, I'll I'll go do, I'll go seven through one for you. I have okay. Dominic Mick at seven. At six, I have Lords Goriel Jr.
0: See, he's I, yeah, he's another guy. I yeah, see, like is he, he? He's gonna play left. So that's the Havlin in Yeah, because yeah,
1: and I I love the way he plays, especially also, last year.
0: But here's also what I'm thinking: could eventually he play first, and then that, and then and them just DH Vlad at some point?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. 100%. And then that maybe ease, move, yeah.
0: and then maybe move Vigio to lefty. I don't
1: know. Yeah, there's a lot they could do with that lineup. So I have him at six. I have Randy at five that we talked about. Um, I have Jimenez or Jimenez at four. I have Brantley at three. Doctor Smooth, just I mean, we all. I think if you're you're from Cleveland, that's the one guy you all will always love. Played the game with the way it should be played. Hit three thirty. I mean, I mean over three hundred every year. You need them to. Joven hey, the ball.
0: Hey, you don't have to talk. You don't have to talk to me. I am number one. I, Michael, yeah. I know.
1: So I have yellow jet two and Ozuna at one and and I know, I know, I know. I said last year like is anomaly to me, but last year scared me watching him play. He did, he looked lost half the time up the plate to me, and scared. And then Ozuna just 18, 60 games, eighteen home runs, bat of three thirty eight. I know he only had to play DH last year. So that's the only reason that <sighs> – okay, you know what? I'll put Yellich at one and Ozuna at two just because Yelich can play defense. And Ozuna is a huge question mark. But I think well, it's closer than people want to believe. I was
0: going to well, I was going to have to disagree with you. And to, just, and to be fair, I mean, Yellich was on his way to back-to-back MVPs before he took a foul ball.
1: That is true. That is true. So if and you're going to so yeah.
0: factor in Ozuna playing so well last year – like how do you not right. factor
1: in Yellow No, yeah, I agree. Really the well more I think about it, you're right. I'll put Yellow jump one. But I think it's closer than people wanna believe. I think Ozuna is I don't know, I I that dude just was a spark fire. But yeah, I'll have I'll have I'll have Yellow jump one. You're right. He you can't look past the great years he had and last year, like I think it's more or less I just wanted to talk myself into Ozuna to piss off average more and more. And if you're not listening to us, average is a, a guy that we play video games with who um, I think he just pisses everybody off but we love him at the same time, if that makes sense. 100%. But, um, yeah, but, yeah, yellow is one, was one two. I'll end with that. And then my guy to watch is a guy who, who I think everybody feels like he's been in the league for 10 years because the Indians traded him in 2016 or 15, and um, that is Clint Frazier. If he puts everything together, he could be a top seven left fielder if he gets everything together. But he has to put everything together still. But last year he played really well and if he continues that he could easily be a top seven left fielder. 100%. In my opinion.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. it's weird that that they just don't have a it, it that they finally have a spot for him, even though he's yeah. been really, really good. And in really he's one of my guys to watch also. Um it's also weird and it feels kinda dirty. And he might be just DHing going forward but not having Giancarlo Stanton on this list is very weird to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess
1: I have him as a know,
0: straight maybe, DH. Yeah, maybe he's a DH. You know, maybe, yeah. I don't know, top – like, if we had just off the top of our head, top three DHs, like, Nelson Cruz, obviously, number one, Jim number yeah. two, like, Fran Mill, number three. Because both those guys, you just hope to get close to 45 home runs with all those guys. If they're all yeah, I think three.
1: those three or two – like, I, I I, have to look at it more, but I think those are the three or two that, like, you know are playing DH. Yeah.
0: Too. And um, Like Stan uh,
1: might play a little bit of left, but I feel like if you're being smart, you put him at DH just to keep him healthy.
0: And the guy from the Astros. Um,
1: oh, Alvarez? Yeah. Is that his but, name?
0: But did he get hurt? No. Did he? No, I don't think so. I think it was the pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, the pitcher yeah. did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so left field. Do
1: you want to go right field, then center?
0: No, 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 because right
1: field fucking stacks, So I think. We okay. Do that. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Okay. So, uh, when we go center first yeah, and then you go? Yeah, you go center. Okay. I think, I mean, if you don't have him as the best player in baseball, I yeah, mean, it's Mike you Trout. Yeah, just yeah it. it's Mike Trout. I mean, there's no need to even talk about it. He is who he is. 100 um, And then, so, center field to me was kind of difficult because you have a bunch of young guys who are close, in my opinion. And then you have like a couple of proven veterans. I don't know if that's like the same with you. But so at two, I have Cody Bellinger. Yep. At three, I have George Springer.
0: Yep.
1: At four, so this is when it gets difficult to me. I have a bunch of young guys from four to seven, except for – okay. So, four, I have Luis Robert. Just because I feel like if he puts everything together, he's a top seven.
0: Okay. I think this is going to be a really good year for him. I have him at seven.
1: Seven, okay. And then at five, I have Brian Buxton. I love that dude. I will always love that dude.
0: He's one of my favorite players, yep.
1: Okay. And then at six, I have a guy who I think people forget about a lot, which is Starling Marte. He's a really good center I think people forget about him because now I believe he's in Miami now. He got traded from Arizona to Miami last year. I think he has one more year left in Miami. So, so, Marte.
0: It's funny. I had him six, and then I took him off my list to put in the guy who I have at six.
1: Okay. And then at seven, I have Kyle Lewis. I think he's going to be special for the Mariners. And then my guy to watch is Alex for Tugo for Boston. Everything <laughs> I'm reading about has him playing at center. Uh, only thing that concerns me is he's not the fastest guy. So defense could be in trouble, but if they play him at center, I mean, his bat's going to play. So that's my top.
0: So it's hilarious that all those guys mentioned I had at my, on my list at one point. Um, <laughs> Trout, one, obviously. Belly, two. Yeah. Springer, three. Buxton, four. Okay. Verdugo, five. Okay. I had Marte originally at six. But I took him out and put Kyle Lewis at six. Okay. Robert at seven. And then, I mean, Marte's like eight. But I mean, he's, I mean, they're all like right there. No, yeah. I mean, Verdugo, Lewis, Robert, Marte. I mean, you can make the argument. You know, there's three spots right there and four guys. So it's just like, oh, yeah. It's just really tough. 100%.
1: 100%. No, I, I, I agree. And like I said, the only reason in particular didn't make my list is just because of the I, – I, I need to – he's – I don't know. but I, I think of a fast guy, not even like fast, but a, a guy that can cover gaps and everything, and I don't know if he can do that yet. I mean, and once, if he proves me, he can, then easily.
0: And, I mean, there's just so many good – I mean, even looking at this MLB network list, um, they have Brandon Nimmo5.
1: Oh yeah, I, I yeah he didn't. I didn't even think about Nemo when I made my list. I'll I didn't honest. even
0: think of him. I okay. didn't think of uh, Ramon Mariano at nope. 7. Yeah, he's seven on their list. Trent Grisham, I like a lot, and yeah. I think he's gonna be really good. Um, I he think he might have, be my I guy to nine. Watch. Okay, yeah. like that. Um, and then they have Marte uh, Mar- at nine, Buxton at ten. Like, they don't even have Robert in this list.
1: Yeah, I don't. I yeah that that list made me mad for having Buxton at ten. I think when you think of a center fielder this this day and age, like, obviously, the top two, top three, you can't get out. But, like, Buxton is everything you want. He plays great center. He hit really good last year, and he's starting to get some pop, too. Like, that's what you want for him if He
0: yeah. continues
1: that trend. He's going to be a top player, in, and the it league, just in my su- opinion.
0: And it just sucks that, like, he plays a little reckless, which you love yeah. with the center fielder. Um mm-hmm. But he he gets hurt, you know. Yeah, he's like got the Grady he, Sizemore. I was just gonna say he's just like Grady Sizemore. It's I mean obviously Grady was a way better hitter. Yeah, and, and he was but, not as
1: fast as Buxton.
0: No, but my, Grady but Grady
1: could read a ball in center.
0: One hundred percent, and yeah. like, he's just so good. He's just he's so, so good. good. Yeah, and so I good. think if you don't have tr- if you don't have Trout or Belly, I would make the argument like I would love to have. I mean, Buxton would be like my number three guy to like build a team around in center field. No, yeah, one hundred percent. Because if but if that... you could if you could just hit two fifty and get on base base occasionally, and maybe he hits eighth or ninth if you're in the American League or whatever, I mean that's that's enough for me. Oh just yeah, the runs that he saves. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I I can't say enough good things about Buxton. I mean Kyle Lewis just coming on uh, for Seattle. I Man, Seattle might be kind of fun. It might be kind of weird to they space. have a really
1: they have a really good young outfield, yeah, who knows they're all gonna they're probably not all gonna make the team, but that outfield could be deadly in two to three years,
0: yeah I was just yeah, to, center field, again one of those weird positions, oh yeah, obviously like the obviously like the top two, and then or, I mean because Springer's still really good too, but I mean top yeah. two is so good, and then it's like there's a a decent gap between two and three, and then there's like a giant gap from four to like.
1: You know 12 yeah 100
0: um so right field this is where this one's getting kind of crazy because right field right field is like third it, it, right field and shortstop are the deepest positions in yes football. and it is stupid to even i mean i feel
1: i made my list at right field and i still question it looking at it like
0: yeah yeah so i'm gonna go seven to one okay go ahead conforto at seven okay Gallo at six. Okay. Harper, five. Okay. Judge, four.
1: Okay. Acuna, like three.
0: It. Okay. Wookiee bets two.
1: Okay.
0: And Juan Soto, number one. All
1: right. I, I mean, I like it. I love it, actually. We, so I went, I went uh, Mikey Yazinski you know, at seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gallo did
1: yeah. not make mine just because I, he's that. He's, is he's literally two player. Yeah, he's like the most confusing player in baseball to me. I love the dude the way he hits the ball but like you just you just don't never know what you're going to get from him. Um I have Conforto at 6. Okay. I have Judge at 5. I have Harper at 4. I have Betts at 3. I have Acuña at 2 and I have Soto at 1.
0: Yeah, I don't think yeah, okay. I don't think okay. I thought I was going to get I thought I was going to get you with Soto at 1 but I'm glad that we're like
1: Yeah, Soto is the most, like, if you, if there was no Tatis, I know you're a Nationals fan, so, like, you probably love Soto more than most people, but if there was Mm -hmm. no Tatis, Soto would probably be the most fun player watching baseball, my opinion.
0: 100%. This guy is going to hit 325 with 50 home runs and 50 doubles. I mean, he might go down as one of the best baseball players of all time, and he's only 22 years old. Yeah, yeah, Imagine yeah. the contract that he's gonna get when he hits free oh, agency. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It, and it's crazy. It's crazy to me knowing that too, and it's crazy to me also knowing that like my top three right right-fielders are all top ten players in baseball.
0: One hundred, yeah.
1: I mean, like, it's really. Like,
0: I mean, it, and you can make the argument. I mean, I know you have Harper at four and Judge at five, but if if Judge was healthy, maybe those switch, maybe those kind of fuck. Yeah, yeah. You can make the argument. Aaron Judge is right there with you with them too. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. Like like you said, right field and shortstop. You could put, you could have six people from those like two positions in the top ten, in my opinion. Depending on how you look at, it. like I would have to look at it longer. But yeah, and it's, I mean,
0: there's just so and there's so many guys. Like like he's so good. And yeah, I want to say he's like my young guy to watch out for, but he's already twenty nine years old.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he he is old.
0: <laughs> and and then you have like Charlie Blackman, who's still like one of the best just pure hitters in baseball you have yeah. uh, Jorge Soler who's more of a DH but I mean he's he's I mean to hit the amount of home runs he does in Kansas City of all places yeah. that and went Powell. that went years without having a guy hit 40 home runs and then they have Moustagas and Soler kind of just back-to-back years hitting, right. you know breaking their team records um yeah,
1: it's,
0: they're just yeah it's just crazy to think and Acuna, I, I like, I love Acuna. I love, I like Mookie Betts and I don't think you could go wrong wherever you put those guys because they're just so good. But yeah, I, 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 I had to I'm... go Mookie because of how he played in the playoffs and just, just in total, you know, just career. If yeah. this was like year five of Acuna, then maybe he's at two. Right. Betts. But I, like, yeah, I don't think you go wrong either. That's
1: way. one, like you said, that's one that I won't like die on. If, like, if you told me like, that's two, or like you said, you three. I'm like, okay, like it's, it's that close to me. Like it wouldn't bother me either way. And uh, my guy to watch, I've got to say, was uh, Kyle Tucker from Houston.
0: Yeah, I think he has. choose too good, but
1: he is—he's a good player.
0: And his swing is just like so violent.
1: Yes, yes, it is.
0: It's so scary. It is. so
1: Yeah, scary. It, yeah. It, it makes me mad that they lose guys and they just have Kyle Tucker waiting to just get yep. some more bats. <laughs>
0: and and they were, and and he was one of those guys where like they just refused to trade.
1: Yeah, like, they did not. They
0: they traded, they traded for Garrett Cole. They traded for Justin Verlander. They traded for all these guys at the deadline. And they're like, well, what about Cole, uh, Kyle Tucker? And they're like, no, not
1: trading. Yeah. One of these di- one of these days, Kay, we need to make an episode of, like, the best and worst trades of all time.
0: Dude.
1: Because the Verlander trade to Houston might be one of the worst trades of all time. I got to look into it more, but, like, I'm pretty sure they got, like, nobody for that trade.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah. We- we're going to have to do that. Yeah. Um,
1: and on a slow week
0: yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> hey baseball's a long game oh, so we could yeah, do that try, yeah do that. <laughs> it's a long season and it's a long game so we could definitely yeah. <laughs> like hey so nothing really happened this week so let's go over or like maybe like a trading debt trading deadline you know, we have like two episodes or something.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we could do something, of course. Like you said, long We're season. Straight. Yeah, plenty of times. <laughs> plenty
0: of times. And this is only episode three, so you know. Yeah. Bear with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so pitching, pitching is always weird, right? Because yes. especially relief really pitching, because it's never consistent year to year. At least yeah, starters, yeah. you know, you know, like when it comes to starters, like who's really good and who's um, and not. Who's not. yeah, exactly. Right. So. My starting pitchers. Number one, Jacob Degrom.
1: Same, love it.
0: He he's just so good, and it's crazy to think that maybe finally the Mets could maybe be good. Yeah, he's throwing one hundred and
1: two in spring training. I think we start it.
0: And in my head, it's like the Mets and the Browns are like the same team, where it's like yeah, the Browns is the Browns, like the Mets is the Mets, <laughs> right? And hopefully. Like, for Jacob DeGrom's sake, he is able to be a tr- – I don't want to say, like, a true race because he is one, and he's one of the best – he's the best pitcher in baseball. But I just hope that with the m- more notoriety when it comes to the Mets and them being good and them being fun, that people truly see how good Jacob DeGrom is. Like you said, he's hitting 102. And he we are two weeks yeah. from – like I mean, we're two weeks into live spring training games.
1: It's, it's, he's in, he's an insane player. He's insane. insane.
0: And you want to yeah. talk about somebody who just does, didn't get help. I mean, to have like a 1.7 ERA and have only a nine and eight record. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's sickening. I would, um,
1: fight, I would have fought my whole team.
0: Yeah. It is just so <laughs> sickening. Uh, number two, Shane Bieber. I
1: agree. Got same top two.
0: I, maybe this is a homer in me. I don't know, but I think he's just, he's, he's so good. And yeah,
1: you win the Triple Crown. You deserve yeah. to be in on top too.
0: And you're gonna say, "Oh, it was only 12 starts," but those, those are those are 12 damn good starts. Yeah, 12 have,
1: dominant starts.
0: To have 120 something strikeouts in 12 starts, to have yeah. an ERA of like what 1.7 in you know 100 and something innings. I mean, it's just it's just sickening. And he's only gonna get he's only gonna get better.
1: Oh yeah, can't wait for them to trade him.
0: Now you know what? I think I'm sorry. I think they might I think I think might, they actually re him. I think so too. I think so okay, too. Okay, who's
1: th- who's three for you?
0: So this is where everything gets gets weird <laughs> because three to like I don't know, twelve. They're all just really good pitchers. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Max Scherzer, I still have that three.
1: Okay. we're we're, we're literally point go, go together, all the way to top three right now.
0: Okay. Okay, this okay because I thought I was again. I thought I was going to call it a homer for Max Scherzer.
1: No, no, I have. I mean, Scherzer's dominant until. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: And until otherwise, like uh, yeah, he's still yeah. one of the best pitchers. Of I World did League.
1: my full list, and he was number one. And yeah. then I was like, "Holy!" I was like, "Where's the?" DeG- I was like, "How did I forget Degrom?"
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Garrett Cole, number
1: four. Okay, we're still together. We're still together on this guy. Keep it going.
0: Trevor Bauer number five. We're together. Oh, wow, this is see this is hilarious because again, <laughs> we did not talk at all about this. Uh so five six, Walker Bueller.
1: Okay, I have him at seven.
0: Okay. And then I have like five players I could put at seven. I okay. you could put Kershaw at at seven, you could put Lament at seven, uh you Darvish, Lance Lynn. Like there's just a lot of really good players, pitchers. Yeah.
1: I went. I went Kershaw at six and Bueller at seven. I finished with three Dodgers. I didn't even realize until I did. It. I was like, "Holy shit!"
0: I, and you know what's funny? I didn't <laughs> want to do that, but I probably if I was like trying to be objective or and I didn't want to like put like I didn't want to put three Dodgers, but I probably would have if I like gunned to my take seven guys. It was probably going to be Bauer, Walker, Bueller, K- Clayton Kershaw.
1: Yeah, it's that like that. Uh, the rotation's stupid good, and the thing is, you can make your argument that eight, nine, and ten could all be Padres. Yeah,
0: yeah, a hundred percent.
1: Or you could like you could make an argument that there were five, six, and seven. Know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, it's all subjective, but yeah.
0: I mean, it even feels their... weird. It even feels like sickening to have Clayton Kershaw like not a definite top seven pitcher
1: oh i know he's he uh, yeah i i mean being left-handed kershaw has always been one of my favorite players to watch and yeah the fact that he could be a three or two or three starter on a rotation is like sickening to think about
0: it's it's so sickening and yeah. i mean and he's like there he's always going to be their ace until he retires or oh, he's playing with them but it's just like man it is just oof yeah and just, then who's
1: your player to watch? For that so position? there's so
0: many guys. Like, I love Denos and Lament. Okay. I love, um, I mean, you Darvish. I mean, he was a dog in Chicago. And I think to have an offense like him and a, de- and a defense really too behind him again, because, I mean, that that Cubs defense is really good for me. Javi Baez. Even though I didn't have him as a top, you know, seven shortstop, He's still like the second or third best defensive shortstop in the league. Oh yeah. Um, but you, Darvish, I think is going to have a, a killer year. Um, you know, I think Lance Lynn. I, I, for some reason, I think he's going to pitch really well for the White Sox. I
1: see, yeah.
0: I mean, I I see I see like the Dodgers and the Padres and kind of I don't know if you think think of it like the same as me, but. Like their divisions are really bad, like outside of like the Dodgers and the Padres, right? So you can Mm kind of you cook up some stats against the Diamondbacks, against the Giants, against uh, the Rockies, right? I kind of I kind of feel that way when it comes to Lance Lynn and like Shane Bieber and uh, Lucas Giolito. Like I kind of feel like they can cook up some stats when you're going against the Tigers, who are still maybe a year or two away. Right. Or you know the um, or or even like the Royals, who I think overall like they're going to be a lot better. But I still. Yeah, I think, think the Royals
1: are doing a really. But we're going to talk about it more. But I think the Royals and Tigers are doing really good. Off had really good off seasons, and I think they're going to be good coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Now my guy to watch was um. I thought I I figured you were going to pick like. All the, like, Lucas G. not like, that's what I thought you were going to pick. So, I picked a young, young guy, and I went with um, Ian Anderson from the Braves. Ooh, I mean, it? after he came up with he three and two in six games and had a one nine five ERA. I think he's in a – I think he's just a guy that everybody should keep their eye on.
0: I'm glad you brought up the Braves because, again, it just – it feels so disrespectful to not talk about I, – I know Soroka, like, he's hurt, and I don't know if he'll be back this year. Um, but I mean, he's, I mean, he would be right. The, the way he was playing before he got hurt. Oh yeah. Year. Um, God, the, uh, uh, Max Fried, he's really yeah, good. He Aaron Nola for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is just a social media hype thing, but Marcus Stroman finally healthy for the Mets.
1: I love Stroman. I hope he can turn it back on. I, he's one of, one of my favorite players. The, the, I think he was one of the first pitchers to play with, like – I've said this word a couple of times, so like, but like, swag on the mound. Mm-hmm. He'll talk to you. He'll, he'll, he, uh, he'll quick pitch you. Like, he doesn't care. He'll get you out. He'll find a way to, and I, I don't know. I've always enjoyed that about him.
0: And, and then you have somebody – I mean, one of the guys we didn't even talk about who's on the, the uh, MLB network list, uh, Ryu from – Toronto. He's six, and we didn't even talk about him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right.
0: He's there. Ace. Yeah, yeah, he's there. Ace. I mean, the I mean, the Nationals still have Stephen Strasburg. You know the yeah, so.
1: Stephen Strasburg, dude. There's so many. There's so there's many. There's so pitchers. many
0: good pitchers. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about really young guys? I mean, can Zach? Please, Kind of continue the the dominant. Yeah. You know month that he had last year uh with the Indians when he came back from uh you know being his uh detention down in the minors, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel it. The last and, guy and got like, traded, so hopefully.
0: And like Blake Snell for the Padres again, it's just so weird. So there's just so many good starting pitchers in the league. Um and I'm wrapping it up, Relief pitching.
1: Yes. Relief pitching.
0: This is so this he, is the this is the most chaotic list I've like, <laughs> because relief pitching is so hard to judge because it's it's so finicky year year in and year out. So, I have a lot of question 100%. marks, right? But overall, <laughs> Liam Hendricks, okay, Devin Williams from okay. the Brewers, Josh Hader from the Brewers, Nick Anderson from Tampa Bay, okay. And then it's like question mark Drew Pomeranz question mark or Aldis Chapman still, I mean Brad Hand like question mark Aaron uh, Bummer. I, yeah, and then like James Karinchek was on this list for MLB Network
1: yeah he was on mine for a while and I yeah. didn't want to be a homer so I moved down to player to be watched but you better watch out he he could be top five by the end of this year everybody know that now yeah wild things coming for you
0: that dude's insane.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, if when you talk... yeah, He talks himself on the mound like he just murdered somebody. Yeah, it's
0: it it's is, scary. It's, it is scary. <laughs> and I don't... Like, you love that for your closer, but it's also yeah. like, can he get into his own head at times? Yeah, that, yeah. And him being a little erratic with control also kind of scares me. But at the same time, like... You need three was, outs, like, how, like, uh, like uh, he's not – I mean, he's one – like, if you need three outs, he's one of those guys where you just give him the ball and you just go. You
1: yes, know? 100%. Yeah, he'll he'll go. He'll go get it. He'll talk to himself the whole time, and he'll demonstrate how to throw a curveball in his hands when he messes up, but he's got it.
0: Yeah. And then you have, like, I don't know, Ken Giles. Like, he's still really good, too, and he's yeah. in Seattle now. Um it's just it's just crazy that there's so many. I mean, even going back up to starting pitcher, because I just thought of him, but Chris Sale was hurt last year, <laughs> and we didn't even mention him.
1: Yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, he could come back and be a top two pitcher. Yeah. He could, he could slide right above Beaver, to be honest with you, if he wanted to. That's how good he is. So my list, I went I went with Hader, number one. I okay. went Hendricks, Hendricks, number two. Okay. Nick Anderson, three. Okay. Um, Devin Williams, four. Chapman, five. I went Zach Britton, six.
0: Yeah, he's still really good, too.
1: And then my seven is going to surprise you, and it surprised me. But, like I said, I go a – lot, a lot of my guys that go off – I go off favorites and guys like to watch and the demeanor they have on the mound. But I went with Amir Garrett. Oh, yeah. I think he had a really good year last year, and I think if he continues that, he could be, like, a top lefty in the league. And he, he – and also, I mean, honestly, I wanted to vote him number one. He fought the whole Pittsburgh Pirates by himself. I know That's that right two right years right. ago. Yeah. But he became one of my favorite players then. And then, like I said, James Kerr-Jackson, my player to watch. I mean, if he – if he, he was, there was an argument to be made that he was a top two in rookie of the year before he had a couple bad outings, which happens mm-hmm. with closers, which is – and he's young, so it happens. I wasn't, you know, I mean, upset or anything, but –
0: He's, he, he,
1: like we talked about, he'd be so good. But, yeah, relief pitching is a difficult one to do by. Cause Like you said, every year it changes. You could be, a, like, look at uh, Kimble. Kimbrel.
0: Yeah. I mean, three, four years ago, he was dominant. The number one guy, and he's like, all right, I'm going to wait until I get paid. Takes us, a, a, like, a one-year deal, basically, and just completely tanks.
1: Yeah, and that's what sucks. So that, that's why, like, relief pitchers, when they get paid, they get paid. And they yeah. take that money because anything can happen.
0: And the idea that somebody – and I mean, teams run them into the ground. I mean, we know that in Cleveland. I mean, Andrew Miller is not the same guy he once was a handful of years ago in Cleveland. Cody Allen at 32 years old just retired. Or (laughs) 33 years old. Just retired because Tito ran his ass into the ground, dude. Yes. At 32 years old, he should be on his second or third team kind of bouncing from playoff team to playoff team, you know. Oh, yeah. To be a high-level, a, a high-leverage uh, high, uh, re- uh, reliever. And that or at dude least a 7 from, guy. Yeah. And that guy went from being – I mean, he was he's the all-time leading save leader in Cleveland Indians history. Yeah.
1: And now he's not. And he's, out he's, of the not
0: and he's yeah. couldn't
1: Couldn't even find a deal after his workout. I mean, it's, it's sad to think about.
0: It is It is really sad to think about.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's how just how inconsistent bullpens are just to begin with.
1: Oh yeah, you know? yeah, hundred percent.
0: Which is why we're really, you know, Hendricks. Obviously, we we have really high up because I mean he's proven it year in and year out. Same with Chapman. Same with Hader. Um, but having like Devin Williams as high as I do, like, am I super confident in that? No, not at all. No. Am I super confident in Brad uh, Brad Hand resurgence at you know number seven on my list? No. <laughs> uh, I like I like Aaron Bummer a lot. I like right. Pomeranz, but it's like mm-hmm. he, Drew Pomerance is good every other year. It seems like
1: <laughs> right. And the sad thing is, like you said, like we can make like next year when we do this again, we could have seven brand new guys and
0: seven brand new guys. And I, I know
1: people. I know like oh, uh, no, like there's a there's a realistic good chance out of all the positions on this list, we lit pitch, and there could be seven brand new guys. And,
0: and then you and then you have somebody like. Nick Anderson, who is just like the Tampa Bay just uses him like yeah. whenever they feel like it. Like, he has no <laughs> specific role. Like, sometimes he'll come in the, in the sixth or seventh inning, sometimes he'll close. Sometimes they have uh, um, Ke- uh, Diego Castillo oh, I, yeah. as their closer, 90,
1: 102 mile power singer who's so throwing Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's just like, what? Like, this, this, makes no, this makes no sense at all.
1: Right, no, 100%.
0: And, I mean, we didn't even talk about someone like Canley Jansen, who's like, is yeah. he even going to close for them? Like,
1: <laughs> Canley the Jansen, who else do they get? Tian? Tian? Tian?
0: Yeah, uh, is that what they have? Yeah, Blake uh Yeah, uh, Blake, Blake, Tridon. Tridon. Yeah. Tridon. Uh, Blake yeah. Um, I mean, again, uh, is, is, is somebody like Amir Garrett going to close for the Reds?
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. No one knows. How teams you a bullpen now is because of the three battles rule, too. It's just strange what well, you have to do with bullpens now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, like you said, Karinczak is definitely somebody to watch. I like Aaron Bummer a lot. I think he could be really good for the White Sox. To be, I mean, to have Bummer and Hendricks in that bullpen, oof.
1: Yeah, it's – the White Sox are going to be very good if they really everything comes even. together the way they should.
0: They're going to be really good, but I also feel like
1: – They could have ups and downs a lot.
0: Having – Having old man Tony LaRusso and to just killed him. Yeah,
1: him and Tim. Him and Tim. I can't wait for him and uh, Tim. I always want to call him, you Tim, said it's him not Tim, Tim Beckman. Yeah. I know <laughs>
0: Tim Anderson.
1: Tim, Tim Anderson.
0: This is, a, this is a running joke, I guess. I'm
1: so sorry. Him and Anderson are going to go. I can't wait for them to go at it. And I love Anderson, but like I feel like out of those two people, that are going to butt heads the most. It's them two.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Is there? Now we talked about a lot of players, right? Yeah. Okay. Is there somebody who we didn't really mention who are, like, like maybe just one of your personal favorites? Because, like, um, there's – kind of thinking back right now, at second base, I really love Jonathan Scope.
1: Okay. No, I, I like that.
0: And I think he – I don't think he's, like, a God-tier level player. But I think he could be one of those guys where if he has a really good year for Detroit, he's going to be on a playoff roster come the trading deadline because some – Playoff team is gonna to want to add a bat for their yeah. infield and I think It's like a basic guy, yeah. Hundred
1: percent. Um, I think. I mean, I'm gonna sound like a homer again because I'm a pick guy, but I, I he almost made my list as player to watch. But um, you said please, Zach, but I'll go Tristan McKenzie if he yeah, comes so up. I don't. I obviously I don't think he's going to be a top seven pitcher, but like I said, he could be a guy to watch for. He's he came up last year and lit the ward on fire, and he did everything we wanted him to do. Only thing that scares me about him is. Injury concern, he is so skinny mm-hmm. that you just – like when you see guys like that, like arm problems, like any problems, you know what I mean? But, I mean, if he doesn't get hurt or anything like that, he, he, he can pitch. A, he can pitch. He is – and Cleveland's pitching stats like we both know, that's what leads them to the playoffs and the wins. It's not the lineup as much as that hurts to say. But, yeah, I think McKenzie is a guy to watch. Oh, I can't even think of anybody else. You said Mark Hanna earlier. I love him. I think he doesn't get talked about enough. Um, I think that was, I off the top of my head, I think that was it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of teams or players that play in like very friendly ballparks for their positions. Yeah, like, I, and kind of going back to you know my little spiel about left field, but like Jesse Winker, or Nick Castellanos, like they mm-hmm. could be really, really good. Oh yeah in, in, in that ballpark in, in that division. I mean when you I mean when you're gonna go up against you know the Pirates pitching whatever that is, and you play them 19 times and then you play in probably the most hitter friendly ballpark in the major leagues. Um, I think they could I, I, I don't think that would be like really good, but I think when you have him, when you have the lineup that they have on paper as of right now, and, I mean, they still have – I mean, we didn't even talk about, like, Sonny Gray. We didn't even talk about Luis Castilla. I mean, those are – I mean, those are top-of-the-line starters regardless. I mean, to lose Trevor Bauer, who won the Cy Young last year, and just had him walk, and you still have a really good one-two.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean,
0: yeah, 100%. I mean, it could – I mean, the Cardinals, I mean, we didn't even talk about, like, Jack Flaherty. We didn't even talk about – I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's been in baseball for so long, yadi Molina? We didn't talk about him as a catcher. Like, is <laughs> he is he get is he that good anymore? I mean, not really.
1: Yeah, but he'll throw somebody out no matter yeah. what.
0: but that's the thing. Yeah, defensively, and if he hits like 270 and is clutch, he's not like the power hitter. I mean, he was never really a, a power hitter, but you know, if he's not, he's not really the hitter that he once was. But right, defensively, he's still an elite. I mean, did you? There's a stat. That had, from when he debuted in 04 to present day, the Cardinals have only allowed 800 stolen bases.
1: Yeah, I think the second one was like a thousand.
0: Was a thousand, two hundred yeah. less stolen bases, all because yeah. of one guy playing uh, behind the plate.
1: I mean, honestly, I yeah, he's he's that good of a defense catcher that, like you said, he doesn't have about 270. he gets 240, what he does for that. That uh, that pitching staff. I mean, that's the thing about catchers, in my opinion. Like, like I tell people about Perez. If he just hits the home runs and plays defense, he plays. Like, I'm okay with him hitting for a low average because he yeah. does so much for rotation. He, the way he frames pitches, the way he, like, uh, blocks balls, throws runners out. Like, you can't. There's not many catchers who can do that. And like, yeah, we do have a guy behind him that does that too and hedges. But
0: which is hilarious I don't know. that like I, they literally went out and traded for Roberto Perez 2.0.
1: Yeah, Somebody literally.
0: Who's gonna hit? What? Who's just younger? Hundred. Yeah. Hit, but he's gonna hit two hundred, and at most he's hit like twenty to twenty-five home runs. Yeah. Almost every day.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. But
0: he's yeah. still one of the best defensive catchers in the league. 100,
1: yep, hundred. Yep, hundred percent. It's it's crazy to me that that's who they got. But I mean, that's how they want to run their team. I get. I I'm not gonna change it.
0: And maybe this is a rant for when we preview the Indians, because that's going to be yeah. a, a specific uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, right. We are, like, you know, we're Cleveland fans and whatnot. <laughs> but the fact that the Indians went out and acquired some of the worst hitters in recent history. I mean, I know that they just released Billy Hamilton, but like he's one of the worst play- hitters in recent history. Yeah. You have Hedges. You have Jolando the De I mean... My All you had to
1: add was Jeff Mathis and had Exactly. You would have had to. the entire...
0: Yeah. You, you would have had literally the entire... Um, entire uh, unit? Yeah. Yeah, unit of, like, the some of the worst hitters in most recent history, which is just hilarious to me. Yeah,
1: it, yeah. It's, that. Yeah. It's... Uh, sometimes Cleveland upsets me.
0: <laughs> I mean, a lot of times, but that's
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah um before we end this because i know i think we're about to wrap up i would like to say one thing and this uh-huh. is to uk because okay. um we didn't we i haven't had to have anything about uh national and no, international women's day because we didn't okay. have standing about it but okay. uh i would like to say thank you for doing this podcast and the two podcasts you do other than this one i think you do a great job and i mean and cleveland sports twitter you're one of the the funniest high energy people there is i mean you have some of the funniest tweets and uh, I don't think you get enough credit for all you cover and everything and all you do in the podcast world. So yeah, I just want to give you a shout out because I think you deserve it. And like I said, I don't feel like you get enough credit as you deserve. So, yeah, I'll give you a shout out for that. And that's my piece for you.
0: Wow, well, I, I, I did not expect that at all. <laughs> no, it was, with you. But you're I, good. I very much appreciate it. And no problem. Dude, I appreciate you. I'm happy to help you because I know – you know, you were like, hey, I'm going to start a baseball podcast. And I'm like, dude, if you need help, I'm always here. And you're like, and I was like, That's us do it. <laughs> and I was like, do you want, and, he's, and you're like, well, do you, would you be interested in like doing it? And I'll be like, hell yeah, dude. Like, I love talking baseball. It is so much fun. And it's one of, I mean, baseball is like growing up, that was my number one sport. Obviously right now, like football, football is like the easiest one to talk about. Like, I feel like everybody can just bullshit about football. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. But baseball to like to like follow every team the way that you do and the way that I do. I mean, the I mean, these are the types of discussions I just I just Yeah,
1: asked. it's like I said we we just talked for what almost an hour and 30 minutes, hour 20 minutes. Yep. And it, I mean, I felt like I wasn't even talking that long. Like nope. I said, baseball I can talk baseball all the time. It's and like I said, I appreciate you for doing this and like I said, hopefully we can do this for forever, hopefully get this hell going hell yeah, get dude. some get some guests on here and get going and you yeah know i mean get shit yeah, rolling dude. i love it
0: dude hell yeah because i mean this is this is just like the spring training part of yeah i mean just wait until we get into like the season you know whenever. yeah the
1: bat flips the fights yeah, the dude. trades dude, I'm
0: So, <laughs> dude i'm so excited and and again this isn't like of course we're going to talk about the indians and i'll talk about the nationals a lot but i yeah. mean we're, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about every team
1: yeah 100%. Like, if,
0: like if we're you know if if a team's struggling and they're like oh, they need to change something like we're gonna we're gonna talk about it and oh, I yeah. think that's something that's missing in you know I don't want to say like the Cleveland podcast scene but like there are I mean everybody has a Browns podcast and and I kind of do to an extent you know crunch time with Caitlin but I also like rant about like whatever I feel like too <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> And I just, like, yell into my phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we love it. <laughs> and then, you know, time of possession with Pat. I mean, it's its own thing where we just kind of talk about just, like
1: – A little bit of everything. Yeah,
0: a little bit of everything. Obviously, a Cleveland twist. And, obviously, like, the first couple episodes we've had, it's been NFL-centric. But, I mean, it's – I mean, the NFL season is going to begin here
1: yeah. very soon. And I'm excited for you two to talk about – I mean, Monday, Tampa Bay opens up. That's right. I mean. I mean and,
0: I, I mean that's going to open up Monday, and when we record Tuesday night, I mean we could have, like, Carl Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I mean. We're going to have a lot of players, or you know, a lot of guys signing or agreeing to deals by then, um, even before it even, uh, you know, even.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's it's it's, it's a fun time to be a sports fan right now, in my opinion. I think the NFL offseason is one of the most exciting times because it happens so quickly, unlike baseball, where like we talked about the first time, it takes four months. And big free agents are still f- signing
0: yeah, football. Uh-huh.
1: Like, the first two days, you have, like, all the big guys sign.
0: Yeah. And, and, I mean, even the NBA has has gotten a little ridiculous with, like, guys waiting 10 days into free agency to, to sign with, you know, to make a decision between two teams, you know what I mean? Right. And baseball. I mean, we, I mean, we talked about it. Like, the first deal was, was Robbie Ray signing uh, extension with Toronto was, like, the, right. like, day one of, like, it was, like, November 3rd or whatever. And then you had Trevor Bauer signing a week before training ca- – or uh, spring training.
1: Yeah. For the biggest deal ever. For the like, biggest it's just...
0: deal ever, yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just crazy to even think about, like I, – I don't want to say that they need to fix it, but they need to do something to where, like, hey, this is – this three-week period, can we, like – try to get I mean, people like, signed.
1: Yeah, cause like we do a little more to kick people in the butt to get this yeah. going.
0: <laughs> I mean, even even like, think about like when the Indians signed guys. I mean, when they signed Nick Swisher and Michael Bourne, that was so late into the off season. Yeah. I mean, they signed Michael Bourne, like, camp already broke. You know Yeah. What it's I mean? even
1: that, him and uh, Edwin. Yeah,
0: and Edwin, with Edwin.
1: And yeah. the only reason we get those guys is because their markets fall apart. That's how the Indians always swoop in and get guys. Yeah. Like, except for Swisher. Swisher, I think, I mean, he was, like, still picking between, like, five teams, and we, like, took him on that exotic walk through progressive field to get his – get him rocking. <laughs> Remember, that was a big story on Twitter for a month. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's just – yeah, they need – it's just, it's frustrating because they can make it such a – I don't know. A, um, they need to do something. I understand you know
1: the I mean? offseason. Yeah. But, and, like, the winter meetings used to – like, I used to get pumped up for the winter meetings, but, like, the last four years, the winter meetings has just been people literally meeting. It's been nothing going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the really the only deal, one of the significant deals um, for the Indians was bringing back Carlos Santana. That was during the winter meeting. But, like, they yeah. were literally coming back from it, where, like, when they finalized it.
1: Yeah, and honest. Was a lot of people like fr- were mad yeah. about that deal. Because yeah. we, we gave up, what, Edwin, right?
0: Well, yeah, deal. we gave up Edwin. We gave up your boy, Yandy Diaz.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't <even> know. <laughs> Okay. I don't want to get started on that one. It's too late.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, do you want to rant right now, if you
1: can. There's, a, there's nothing to rant about. It's just we, we, we give Jake Bowers – we let him stay in the system for three years, let him try to get a starting spot at first. But Johnny Diaz, every time he came up, he hit the ball, and we gave up with him so quickly just for him to go to Tampa and just hit the shit out of the ball. And I understand he got hurt there and, like, maybe he didn't play as many games. But, I mean, him at, just imagine him at third with Jose at second. I know Caesar. Hernandez, as I Hernandez, love, yeah. but like he never just, would have came. Or my just question. even
0: him in the outfield, just him in yeah. the corner outfield somewhere.
1: Oh. Like I don't understand how all these teams can find guys to play other positions. Like, like that's another thing I want to rant just super quickly about. There's so many teams in baseball that have versatile guys. Like look at the Dodgers. They have Chris Taylor, who might play every position on the diamond. And we
0: didn't even talk about him. And he was ranked he, number six on the six best shortstop. Well, yeah, you know, second, and eight. he
1: could play second, short, third. He plays center, left, right. He could play first. Max Muncie, if you need him to, can play second. Yeah, you know what I mean. Their whole outfield can and play Jeff every Mc, position. Jeff
0: McNeil played like right field and left field all last yeah. year.
1: Yeah, and we don't have anybody like that. We have Jose, who could, but he stays at third. And I don't. I'm not mad about Jose doing that. You know what I mean? But look, at, think about the Indians. All their guys are kind of stationary when they play, like, except like Bowers is, or Taylor.
0: Because before, especially early on in in Francona's tenure, I mean, I felt like we had versatile guys. You know what I mean? Or am I just like we had like Mike Avila? We had guys like, or maybe not. Actually, you know, what, maybe not. If the more I think about it, we just had a lot of guys we platooned. You know what I mean? We platooned Ryan Rayburn with whoever was playing right field. You know, we had Daniel Murphy against right-handed pitching. You know? So you know, maybe maybe you're right. Just at this point, let's just wrap it up, because that was I don't know what happened. So um lead off talk, episode three. With myself, Caitlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin O'Sealy. That is Caitlin alien knows K N O W S C L E. Gabe, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. It's uh, Yanez, Gabe, 13, YanezGabe13, Y N E Z G A B E 1 3. And we appreciate you guys all listening.
0: Yes, sir. And we will see you next week for episode four.